Welcome to Women of Courage, Living the Gospel with Power. I want to read a prayer to you that Jonathan prayed on behalf of David, and it can be found in 1 Samuel 20, verses 12 and 13, and it reads, O Lord God of Israel, when I have sounded my father about tomorrow any time or the third day, and behold, if there be good towards David, and I then send not unto thee and show it thee, the Lord do so and much more to Jonathan. But if it please my father to do thee evil, then I will show thee and send thee away that thou mayest go in peace, and the Lord be with thee as he has been with my father. It would be easy to miss, but look closer. Jonathan is praying. He says, O Lord God of Israel. Jonathan takes David into the very presence of God, the King of Kings, and with a little digging you will discover that he is calling on Jehovah of Israel which means he is acknowledging God as being self-existing, eternal. He is calling on a God that has neither beginning nor end, a God that made all things and placed them under his feet. You know, Jonathan is here entering into a covenant relationship with God to see to it that David makes it to the throne. And how does he do that? He brings God into the center, the very heart of the situation, for he desires not to leave him out of it. By doing so, he is not only acknowledging God as being the ruler of Israel, the strength of Israel, the mighty one of Israel, but he is acknowledging that God has seen David's yesterday, his day, and tomorrow. God knows the path that David has taken and will take. Jonathan pleads with the one that hears and answers prayers because he is aware that it will take God's intervening on David's behalf to save his life and to one day bring him to the throne of Israel. Don't move away yet. Take note that he prays out loud in the presence of his friend, David. How many times someone had asked you to pray to intercede for them and you will say, I'll be praying for you only to forget to do so. In a person's present crisis or situation, praying for them later or not at all is a terrible witness and offense to that person, and I might add to God. Jonathan took the time to stop, to put the brakes on, to pray. This is a moment of crisis for David, and more than anything, David needs answers. You know, Jonathan's about to go into the presence of his father, King Saul, who is being strongly ruled and influenced by Satan. He wants and needs God with him. He wasn't going to trust this situation to anyone but God. David needed to know he had a friend that would take the matter to God, for it was his life at stake. Decisions needed to be made, a direction needed to be taken, and he knew that God would work on his behalf if he but trust him. In addition, depending on how his conversation with his father went, 
He was ready to send his friend away or simply take up where they had left off yesterday, enjoying each other's friendship. He's also making a promise that he will keep nor hide the truth from his friend. In other words, he wouldn't betray him. David, at this point, doesn't know who he can trust. As they say, blood is thicker than water. But on the other hand, you need both to live. David cares enough about Jonathan not to want to put him in the middle or force him to take sides. You know, there is something else you should not miss. Jonathan tells David, if it is determined that his father is intent on killing him, he will send him away and trust that the Lord will take care of him. And here it is, as he has been with my father, with murder in his father's heart. Jonathan knew that God still loved his father and that his son's death on the cross and the power of his grace was still reaching out to his father, King Saul. Let that be a lesson to us all. You know, there is a lot to be said about this because we are subject to decide the salvation of a person solely based on their behavior. Since we don't have the power to read the heart and determine the motives of a person, we are relieved of the responsibility of determining their destiny. Praise God. He has reserved that for himself. Isn't that good news? So don't bother to be so quick to judge. Don't bother to judge at all. I want to read a quote for you from the Mount of Blessings written by Ellen White. And this is on page 123. She says, Judge not that ye not be judged. That is, do not set yourself up as a standard. Do not make your own opinions, your view of duty, your interpretation of scripture, a criteria for others, and in your heart condemn them if they do not come up to your ideal. Do not criticize others conjecturing as to their motives and passing judgment upon them. We cannot read the heart. Ourselves faulty, we are not qualified to sit in judgment upon others. Finite men can judge only from outward appearance. To him alone, who knows the secret springs of action, and who deals tenderly and compassionately, it is given to decide the case of every soul. Thus, those who condemn or criticize others proclaim themselves guilty, for they do the same thing. In condemning others, they are passing a sentence upon themselves, and God declares that this sentence is just. He accepts their own verdict against themselves. Wow. Have you decided the destiny of another? If so, stop. Instead, do what Jonathan did and seek God's heart to determine his purpose and or plan for the person that you are so apt to judge. Then surrender your will to him and ask what you can do to help this person reach the kingdom. By the way, Jonathan wasn't blind, nor did he seek to hide his father's irrational behavior. He was very aware that his father had turned his back on God. Jonathan simply chose to focus on what God was doing and was capable of. 
he wasn't ready to give up on his father. He believed that God was a God of love and that his ability to save was sure. Jonathan, as well as others in the Bible, such as Noah and Abraham and Samuel, lived as if Jesus had come. He had given his life as a ransom. Therefore, decisions were based on that reality. Christ was real to them. They sought out his friendship and did what they could to maintain it. They trusted their yesterday, today, and tomorrow in his hands. Also, Jonathan remembered the days in which his father loved and adored God, and he prayed for that time to return. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Women of Courage, Living the Gospel with Power. You are the most courageous woman I know, and I thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you.